0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Vitriol Podcast Episode 6. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Maddie and I am a proud science nerd. While the effects of COVID still affect us and I subsequently cannot do my usual in-person boozy science events, I'm bringing you these podcasts instead. So, I hope you all are keeping well and that this podcast might be helping to engage your brain. First things first on the agenda for this episode today is an apology for the delay. Things have been a little bit crazy in my life for the last couple of weeks. Um, I've had exams, which I said I wouldn't procrastinate studying for, but I definitely definitely did that. Um, And then we had a water pipe burst in our house, um, which made the whole ceiling collapse. So technically, I guess I'm kind of homeless at the moment. Um, And my husband and my tiny dog and I are currently shacked up in a local hotel, which is where I'm recording this podcast episode today. But I would very much like to continue my regular programming schedule of one episode per week. So we are back in action as of today. If you have any subject suggestions or follow-up questions, please get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram at vitriol underscore science. You can also contact me via my website, vitriolscience.com, where you can find my email address and also some super cute merch items. All of the proceeds from my merchandise go directly to funding my ability to continue to do this podcast and create content for you guys as a result of being unable to work for almost a year now. What? You've been unable to work for almost a year now? Why? Well, this podcast is going to detail exactly why. We are talking about endometriosis today, guys. So some of you may have heard about it. Some of you might not. Some of you might have it. Some of you might not. I have it. And so do one in 10 women. It is the reason that I haven't been able to work and the reason being it is a debilitating chronic disease and I'm going to be doing my best to educate you guys on what it is. So endometriosis is a common disease in which the tissue that lines the uterus grows outside of it in other parts of the body. More than 830,000 Australian women suffer from it. First things first, I want to debunk some myths that you may or may not have heard about endo. Endometriosis cannot be prevented. There is no cure for endometriosis. Pregnancy is not a cure for endometriosis. Endometriosis can only be confirmed as a diagnosis following a surgery and the particular surgery that they use to diagnose you is called a laparoscopy. The amount of pain that an individual experiences has no connection to the severity of the disease. What that means is someone could have a really severe case of endometriosis and not experience pain as severe as what you might expect, and vice versa. So someone with a lower degree of endometriosis can suffer from really extreme and debilitating pain. It varies from case to case. Painful and debilitating periods are not normal. So if that point in particular resonates with any of you listeners out there, please just go and have a chat about it with your GP. You're not being dramatic, it's not normal, and you shouldn't just have to suffer through these things. So like I said, symptoms are variable And as a result of this, it takes around seven to 12 years to get a diagnosis. Speaking from personal experience, I think I was, oh God, 12 or 13 when I first got my period and I was diagnosed last year at the age of 27. So you do the math. Common symptoms include pelvic pain that puts your life on hold around your period One in three women with endometriosis suffer from infertility or have difficulties falling pregnant. So not every single woman with endometriosis will have these issues, but a large percentage of women with endometriosis will have difficulties. While endometriosis most often affects the reproductive organs, It's frequently found in the bowel and the bladder. Um, Just thinking about where your uterus actually sits, it's kind of most often found in that localized area. So we're talking about your uterus, your cervix, um, in and around the vagina, ovaries, and again, the bowel and bladder. It's often found in those areas. But the weird thing about endo is that it has also been found in muscles, in joints the lungs and the gag of the century in my opinion are the brain yeah that's right there's literally been cases of women having endometrial tissue grow in their brain if you are interested in reading a bit about those get in touch with me and i can send you the journal articles in an australian government report Endometriosis is reported to cost the Australian Society $9.7 billion annually. Recently, uh, there's been a $9.5 million grant in endometriosis research. However, as you can probably tell just by the massive difference between those two figures, I don't personally think that this amount is enough. And it's certainly not going to have any benefits for those such as myself who are unable to work and are under financial stress as a result of having endo. So I want to speak about my own experience with endo, uh, just to try and give you guys some understanding of what it's like. It's all well and good to read statistics and figures and all that kind of stuff um, and have all of the knowledge, but it's very difficult to understand what it is actually like to suffer from it and prior to being diagnosed myself I had no idea how hard it would be uh, it's taken me almost uh, a year and a bit since being diagnosed to come to terms with the magnitude of dealing with endometriosis so before I was diagnosed I was aware of what endo was And even though I had period pain, I was sort of under the impression, just like a lot of you listening out there, that it was just part of the female experience to suffer through it. It's just a fact of life, right? It wasn't until a co-worker said to me at work one day when I was literally bent over in pain, she said, hey, that's not actually a normal thing that you're going through right now. So from there, I sought out my GP, and spoke to her about what was going on and was immediately referred to a gynaecologist. From my first consultation with that gynaecologist I was booked in for a surgery or a laparoscopy to see if I have it. Which just by the way if you don't have private health insurance is incredibly expensive. Following the surgery it was confirmed that yes I did indeed have endometriosis. Following surgery, I expected things just to sort of be fixed. Like that's it, right? You went in, you cut out the stuff that shouldn't be there, and now I'm normal again. Not so much. One thing that this gynecologist that I had my experience with failed to acknowledge post surgery is the fact that you will need a continual team. Of various medical experts to further assist you in fixing the chronic pain aspect of the illness. Once the endometriosis is removed, your pain does not go away. So now, a year following my diagnosis, I have a new gynecologist, a pain specialist, a pelvic physiotherapist, and a psychiatrist all of whom I see regularly to try and alleviate my chronic pain and to try and cope with it mentally. I'm not even going to tell you guys how much each of these specialists charge for a single appointment, but I'm sure that you can use your imagination or, or deduct it from potentially your own experience with any variety of specialists. Women with endometriosis often suffer in silence. And there is so little available in terms of government funding to try and alleviate the costs of specialists and medicines required to manage this disease. There is no cure. So a lot of these things are a lifelong commitment and subsequently a lifelong cost. Women's health in particular has been throughout history and even still today just not a priority. I have had a doctor speak only to my husband, as if he were my keeper, about my health in front of me. I have been prescribed pregnancy by a gynecologist. So the ideal outcome of this podcast episode for me is not to enrage or to demand sympathy. It is to ask that we all educate ourselves and begin to demand better for ourselves if you have bad period pain go to your gp and get a referral for a gynecologist if you have endometriosis and you still suffer from chronic pain and you've been told to have a baby to fix it demand an alternate option or get a new gynecologist just like me No one is going to care about this as much as you, and you have to advocate for yourself. Speaking from personal experience, I know that it can be exhausting, and often those close to you, even though they're so close to you, they don't even understand what's happening or why it is so hard. If anything that I have said resonates with anyone suffering from endometriosis, or maybe you have someone that you are close to in your life that has it and you want to learn a bit more about it or you want to know how to support them better, reach out to me. I have a wealth of resources, books, also a list of really good gynecologists and specialists um, just through my own research and reading and those sorts of things that I would be absolutely more than happy to share with anyone that's interested. Just to kind of sum up on this episode, scientifically, endometriosis is when the endometrial tissue that forms a layer of your uterus grows in areas where it should not be. In my non-scientific opinion, endometriosis quite simply fucking sucks. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope that you have learned something, most importantly. And I hope that anyone that's listening that suffers from endometriosis, if you feel the need, 100% reaches out to me. DM me on Instagram, email me via my website. In addition to that, as always, if you have any follow-up questions or subject suggestions for new episodes, please get in touch with me. I know that there's been a delay in this episode being released, but I am keen to return to normal programming of releasing one episode per week. So until next week, stay safe. Don't be shy to get in touch with me and I will be working on episode seven. Bye guys.